This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled this afternoon to be joined by Jay Rosehart. Jay is the president of Memorial Health System Ambulatory Services. He's going to talk to us about what he's seeing in ambulatory services, some of his advice for leaders, and a little bit more. Jay, can you take a moment and introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Jay Rosehart. I'm the president of the uh, Memorial Health System Ambulatory Group. Um, I've been with Memorial for 10 years. Uh, uh, prior to this, I uh, actually uh, started here as a, as a fellow, and prior to that, I was working uh, down in St. Louis on my master's degree at St. Louis University and worked uh, for a period of time with uh, BJC Medical Group. Well, fantastic. And you're someone that's been in healthcare, I think, a lot of your career or all of your career. How did you decide at some point that this was where you wanted to spend your career? Yeah, I've been in healthcare all of my life. In fact, my first job was in healthcare as a phlebotomist at, at my the, the hospital that I'm now um, uh, president over the health systems ambulatory side. Um, and I actually started that uh, in my senior year of high school and did it all through college. Um, and I got into healthcare. My family's in healthcare. My father's a physician. My both sisters are nurses. Um, this is uh, uh, sort of something that's always been in our family, and we've, we've always believed in serving others and uh, helping to uh, heal the sick and helping to keep people healthy and well. Fantastic. And talk a little bit about Memorial Health System and, and a few points of pride at the health system there. Absolutely. So Memorial Health System is a um, large integrated health system in central Illinois, uh, serving the 10 counties around Springfield, Illinois. Uh, we serve over 500,000 individuals in those 10 counties, and then our expanded service area is upwards of one and a half million. Um, we've got five hospitals, a uh, home services, home uh, hospice, durable medical equipment, uh, behavioral health, physician clinic, specialty practices, primary care practices, um, uh, population health engine, uh, a number of other um, parts of our of our health system. Um, one of the things I'm very proud of is uh, we recently won the AHA's um, uh, National Quality Award. Um, that was uh, the last couple of years. We've got a very, very strong focus on quality, uh, quality improvement um, using Lean Six Sigma tools. Um, I'm also very proud that we continue to progress down the path of value-based care and um, transformation towards um, more risk-based contracting, population health contracting, and, and really the pay-for-value pay rather than the fee-for-service medicine. Well, well fantastic. And, and talk about, you're the president of Ambulatory Services, the Ambulatory Group. What does that look like the last six months under COVID, and how is it rebounding now, or if it's rebounding, I mean, if it needed to rebound, talk a little bit about what that's looked like under COVID-19 and so forth. Yes. So just like everybody across the country, this this um, pandemic has been a major impact for um, our ambulatory services. Our when, when COVID originally hit back in um, the March timeframe, um, immediately that next month, our ambulatory uh, clinics uh, went down about 40% in visits. So we normally do 300,000 visits a year. Uh, we were dropped down 40%. Um, we were uh, lost about $100 million in that first month. Uh, and this is for a health system that's uh, a $1.4 billion net revenue organization. So $100 million is a, is a good chunk. Um, I would say that you know we've we've done a lot to try and get back 
all of that business and prepare ourselves for the future. Uh, one thing that's been a silver lining of the COVID-19 pandemic is that it has forced us to innovate. It has forced us to change, uh, and especially in a um, uh, industry, healthcare as an industry that that sometimes resists change and sometimes um, resists innovation in some of the business models and uh, different ways in which uh, you can actually uh, practice uh, medicine and uh, practice the uh, administrative. Um, sides of medicine. So we, we've done a lot to uh, get all of that business back, uh, including implementing things like a virtual waiting room, um, really ramping up our telehealth services. Uh, we we uh, worked with a partner to bring up a, um, a number of different respiratory clinics. Uh, we've done over 30,000 COVID-19 tests to try and keep our communities safe. Um, uh, including doing much of the contact tracing and uh, much of the uh, work around um, continuing to help identify and isolate those individuals who may be at risk. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to say that over the last several weeks, we've been operating at 100% of our pre-COVID volumes in, term of, in terms of our um, uh, ambulatory clinics and our ambulatory uh, areas. So it's really been uh, a good journey for us to, to figure out how do we do this, how do we do this safely, how do we continue to innovate and change the way in which we um, do everything, not just deliver care through telehealth, but do the things like um, check a patient in, catch, capture their, their insurance information, um, how do we innovate on the um, waiting room because you know that's, that's a, 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 something you don't really want in a pandemic and frankly you don't want any anytime. So how do you innovate and get rid of this idea of the waiting room? Um, those are all things that we've been we've been working through uh, again to try and uh, keep people safe, get that volume back, and um, ensure that people get the care that they need. You've got this great leadership career and 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 growing tremendously in your role and at Memorial Health System. Talk for a moment about what advice you would give to young aspiring leaders in healthcare, um, and what would you do if you're mentoring them? What would you tell them? What advice would you give them? Yeah, I, I would say there's there's a, a couple of hard uh, pieces of advice that I would give. You know, many people in this question will say you want to be true to yourself and, and and grow, and I think all of those those things that you commonly hear are are right. But I would also give some some very hard advice around certain skills that are just an uncommon rarity that you need to, to be a leader these days in healthcare. Um, and, and the first one is the ability to articulate change and articulate vision in a way that is easily understood and can be rallied behind. Uh, so much change is coming to healthcare and um, unfortunately so much change is needed in healthcare. Um, and you have to have this ability to articulate that in a way that people understand, they, they get, they can connect to both um, intelligently as well as emotionally. Uh, that That's what being a true visionary leader is about, in my opinion, and um, we're going to need visionary leaders to continue to solve the challenges that we have uh, in an industry where our costs are out of control uh, and the outcomes that we're getting for it are not up to, to par with the rest of the world. <laughs> 
Thank you. And, and, and I'm going to lead you to a different question. Both you and I share a university in common. We both went to the University of Illinois in Champaign. Um, we both have a bias towards it. It's one of the great schools in the country. But talk a little bit about your experience there and anything you learned in college or experience you had in college that have been helpful to you as a professional. Absolutely. So my, my undergraduate degree is actually in molecular and cellular biology. So I, I spent um, many, many years of my life in college um, learning the scientific process and, and learning how to apply the scientific process, um, learning how to run experiments, learning how to uh, take data, turn it into information, and turn that information into, into action um, and results. And those are key pieces to uh, being a leader that every every individual needs to to know if they're going into um, healthcare leadership and healthcare management. Um, we've got a ton of data in healthcare. We collect a ton of information, uh, but it's a rare art to be able to turn that information into uh, actionable intel, uh, to be able to take that, identify what the trends are, identify what the um, analytics are telling you, um, and really think critically about what those things are so that you can act on them and make improvements and, and, and make a, a case for the direction you, you need to go as an organization um, or the direction that you need to go as an individual. Uh, so those are some of the things that, that I learned at U of I that um, I, I wouldn't trade for the world. Uh, if it wasn't for that more scientific uh, upbringing uh, and background, I don't know that I would necessarily have the same level of skills that I have today in those areas. It's a fascinating perspective. It really is. You know, it is so interesting, and in, and in, and how much it's it's served you that diligence inside the background in a professional career that deals with people that are in the science and the STEM fields. Will you run and manage and help provide leadership around a lot of those things? So, fascinating perspective. Thank you. When you talk about priorities now. What are your top two or three priorities now? You, you've seen ambulatory revenues or visits come back up, but what do you look at as top two or three priorities in the next six to 12 months? Yeah, well, my, my opinion here is that no matter what happens with the pandemic, no matter when we get a, um, uh, a vaccine, no matter when we're able to, re to return to our normal lives, the long-lasting implications because of the social and financial changes that this pandemic has wrought are going to um, really impact what people want in healthcare, what the consumer wants in healthcare, and what they expect. So my priorities over the next six to 12 months are really transformative. We, we need to look at the um, changes that we forced ourselves to make during this pandemic and figure out how to build upon those. We don't want to simply turn the lights back on. Um, we, we instead want to, want to change how the light bulb is designed. We, we need to change how ambulatory care is designed. We need to change how uh, care is delivered. And we need to think very, very differently. Um, everything from how do we make better use of technology to how do we um, engage patients better, how do we engage people better, especially as people are becoming more and more spread out, um, people are becoming uh, more and more tied to their own technology. 
um, and they're being pulled in, in many different directions. So that that idea of patient engagement and creating patient loyalty and 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 building on a um, foundation uh, of a, a relationship between the patient and their physician, their provider, um, is something that is ripe for disruption. And if we as an as an organization, as a as an industry of healthcare, don't disrupt ourselves. Somebody's going to come up and and do it for us. So, I, I believe over the next six to twelve months, it's in our organization's best interest, it's in our industry's best interest, to to figure out how do we continue to change. Um, and if we don't continue to change, uh, we we really risk being replaced. Fascinating. I think that's right on. Jay, it's a pleasure to visit with you today. What, what a magnificent, evolving professional career. Um, continue to expect great things in your current role and what you're doing and, and growing and leading. And what a great system you're with. Pleasure to visit with you today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Just terrific, Jay. Thank you very much. Thank you, Scott.